For those of you who are taking thesis seminar, wanted to provide you some updates, some tips on what to consider when you're finishing your written thesis paper, and also a couple of things regarding your presentations. This is In the Classroom. My name is Benjamin Stewart at BenjaminLStewart.org. Before we get into it, I just want to say that uh, I've been spending about I want, maybe six to eight weeks uploading a lot of audios and some content to to a website that I've just recently changed, and I'm going to move back to Podbeam, where I'm going to be uploading now going forward uh, the podcast that uh, that you hear here, and uh, want to probably will provide another podcast later explaining a little bit about the situation I had with Squarespace, which was the website that I was using. It didn't work out, but uh, just want to give everyone a heads up who's listening. If you're interested, uh, check out my website at Podbeam. You can access it at BenjaminLStewart.org. I've basically just rerouted the link there so you can... uh, You'll probably will see a new website, a little bit different maybe than what you were used to uh, if you've been visiting over the last uh, last couple of months. But I probably will go into that in greater detail at a later date. Today I want to go into some some ideas to think about for those who are taking thesis seminar. We're finishing our last couple of weeks of of the course. And uh, we're going through mock presentations, so we're listening and uh, providing feedback to to each one of your uh, presentations based on your research. And I have to say, I've been enjoying what I've been hearing so far. Um, it's been uh, it's been uh, really a good um, semester, I think, in terms of really working with each student and seeing their progress over the last uh, fourteen or fifteen weeks. And uh, this is one of the things that I like about this class is just taking uh, an idea, something that maybe the learner has been thinking about for for some time, and uh, turning that into a research project. And so it's been very uh, enjoy- enjoyable to, to listen and uh, learn from uh, all of you about uh, how you're presenting your presentations and uh, Again, just trying to offer some suggestions here about uh, how to go about maybe uh, improving your delivery and also maybe even how you're presenting your PowerPoint presentation. Many of the uh, points I want to mention here first, though, relate to your thesis paper. So as we are listening to your presentations, we're also giving you some a last round of feedback uh, to your written document. And some of the things I've uh, been saying so far, I, I wrote down some notes and I want to share some of those ideas with you right now. Uh, the first point I want to make is make sure that on the first page of your written thesis paper, you have at the very top running head and then a colon and then the first few words of your title of your thesis. Now, these first few words typically will be around four to six words. To It will will usually be uh, be enough. You don't want to have so many words that it actually takes up more than one line, but it does need to be word for word the first few lines of your title. So don't paraphrase. I use, again, just directly word for word how you begin your title. That will be how you begin your running head. After the first title page, all the rest of the pages in the header section will just include those first four to six words 
that you included in the running head without the title, without the phrase running head. All right, so make sure that um, make sure that you're using exactly the same words that are coming from your title. I'm I'm seeing a lot of uh, variations where the running head is not exactly what is being uh, mentioned in the the title. Also, regarding the title page and your title in general, when it goes when it reaches more than one line, make sure that the two lines are more or less take up about the same amount of space going across the page. So you don't end up having on the second line one or two words where the top line goes nearly across the entire page. Okay, the next thing I want to mention here is uh, regarding the meal plan. Remember that the meal plan is going to apply both to your theory, your literature review, as well as your results and discussion section. So the similarities are going to be that each body paragraph, regardless of the section, is going to begin with a main idea or a topic sentence. And the last sentence is going to be a linking sentence or a summarizing sentence. In, that, in those two cases, or in those two senses, they're, both the meal plan are going to be the same. What's going to be different are the evidence sentences and the analysis sentences. In the, in the literature, in the theory, the evidence is coming from outside sources, so, so you're going to need a citation to support that. These are going to be the, the studies that, that, uh, that you include to support your topic sentence. And the evidence is going to be your discussion, your explanation, you, you commenting, making connections between the evidence and the main idea. Now, in contrast, in the results and discussion section, the evidence is going to be actually your results. In fact, we can even look at uh, the evidence and the results being synonymous in the results and discussion section. So the evidence, you are providing the evidence by including perhaps direct quotes from your interviews, maybe uh, some information that's coming from your field notes through your observations, through your classroom observations. It might be coming from a document analysis, whether it's from a homework assignment, a lesson plan, maybe even a website, any type of activity any text that you actually come into contact with that helps triangulate the information to answer your research questions, all of that is going to be included as evidence in your, in your paragraphs in your results and discussion section. Now, the analysis is going to be your interpretation. This is also going to be your discussion. So an analysis and discussion are going to be synonymous when, it, when we talk about the meal plan in the results and discussion section. So try to keep that in mind. So the main point I want to make here, regardless if we're talking about the theory, the literature review, or the results and discussion section, make sure that you maintain a balance between evidence and analysis. This is very important. A lot of times I'm seeing, in the case of the theory, not enough evidence. Okay, I see a lot of analysis and a lot of times I'll see paragraph after paragraph with only one citation usually and maybe two to three sentences that analyze and uh, in most cases that's not going to be a good balance between evidence and analysis in terms of the theory, the literature review. Uh, sometimes in contrast in the results and discussion section, the inverse is true. A lot of times we'll have too much evidence. We'll have too too many quotes, too many citations. I'm sorry, too many quotes, too many uh, uh, maybe results from your questionnaires as evidence, but not enough discussion, not enough analysis. 
And I would always recommend, or I have always recommended, that you present your discussion first, your interpretation, and then bring in citations to support your interpretation. Instead of just throwing out citations as uh, as uh, as a discussion, you make up your own interpretation based on how you connect the evidence and what it means in terms of the topic sentence. Okay, so make sure you have good balance between evidence and analysis, both in terms of your theory, your literature review, and your results and discussion section. Okay, the next point I want to make here is uh, related to citations and references. This is um, mainly in terms of um, of APA and being very careful to follow the uh, the formatting that is appropriate for APA. And a lot of times I think the easiest thing to do is find examples, whether they're online or if you need examples, email me. I can either forward you a link or, of course, you can come by. I've got the manual in my office. We can take pictures of some uh, examples. The hard part about APA is what punctuation to use, especially in the references section, if uh, making sure that we're italicizing text that needs to be italicized, making sure we're capitalizing when we're uh, when we're supposed to or we're not capitalizing. Uh, those are some of the details here that we need to think about and check very closely when we're uh, listing each of our references. Again, I think the easiest thing to do is look at an example and just compare very closely in terms in terms of spacing, ital italicized text, punctuation, capitalization, all of those things need to come together and um, remember that each type of reference is different. A book reference is different from a book chapter. A book chapter and a book are different from a magazine or a journal. So each one really has its own format and um, the trick is to just make sure that based on the type of reference you're using that you're, uh, you're adhering to the correct format. Regarding the references, also make sure, since a lot of you are finding references or sources online, that you're going to need to include a link for each of the uh, sources that you find online, unless you have a DOI or a DOI number. If you have a DOI number, you don't need the link. But if you do have the link, don't include the link to the database, because a lot of you are accessing the database from the university, which is great, and we encourage all of you to do that. But when it comes time to including the link back to that source, my recommendation is, would be to simply go to Google or uh, Google Scholar and just copy and paste the title of your article. And in most cases, you'll be able to find that article someplace online in a, in a public way. You're not going to have to sign in uh, to some sort of database. You should be able to find a public uh, page that has basically the abstract, it's going to have the author, the title, it's going to have all the information you need uh, to include in your reference, but you may not have the entire article, which is fine. The The point of uh, that I want to make here with regard to your references is that you just need to include that main page where you can find the, the abstract and the general information about the article and the publisher and so on. So that'll be enough in most cases. Uh, just uh, try to find it on a page someplace and then use that link when you list your references 
in your thesis paper. Okay, now the next thing here is uh, that I want to mention is really important, and I've seen several cases of this, and uh, a simple mistake or oversight in the way that you're including your citations can um, can really make a difference here. If you if you do this incorrectly, you could very easily lead to plagiarism, which will result in a zero for your entire paper. Here's the thing to remember. I want you to look at each of your sentences that you write, especially in your theory. Well, for, for both, but typically the problem results more in the theory, in the literature review. Take a look at each sentence, and if that sentence is coming from an outside source, whether you're paraphrasing or whether you're direct quoting someone else, you're going to need a citation within that sentence. A lot of times, learners will include a citation in one sentence, and then in the next sentence, they'll continue the idea, and that idea being from an outside source, and there will not be a, a citation. And in those cases, that those are all cases of plagiarism. So it's very important that you check sentence by sentence. If it's your original idea, you don't, and it's uh, then you don't need you don't need a citation. If it's coming from an outside source and it's not common knowledge, then you're going to need to include a citation. All right. So be very careful. And those are really easy cases to detect because if uh, the writer says, according to this study or according to Ellis and they finish the sentence with no citation, well, then it's clearly plagiarism, right? Because you're even mentioning that it's not your idea. It's coming from a study. It's coming from, you know, some research or, or a set of authors or researchers that have, you know, are providing this information. But simply because you did not include a citation, then you will result in uh, ha having plagiarized, and uh, that will be a zero. So be very careful uh, when you're looking at your final document. Take another look at it, sentence by sentence, and again, make sure all the citations are within the sentence. My suggestion also, typically citations go at the end of the sentence. All right, um, what else? I think we talked a couple of days ago about also asking you to send to your tutor a PDF file of your final draft. So as you know, your uh, final thesis paper, you will need to print out three copies and turn those in to your tutor one week before your scheduled final oral defense. So also that same day, make sure that you send via email a PDF copy of that final draft. All right, so that's basically all I have for the written thesis. The PowerPoint presentations in general, again, I, I like what I've seen, I've seen so far. Uh, make sure that when you present that it's easy to read, that the contrast is such that, you know, that it's not hard to be able to to make out what you're saying and that is not only in terms of the color right and the contrast between the font color and the background color but also the size of the font typically one to two different types of fonts are re are recommended no more than that that includes the size of the font so we don't want to have some slides with really large fonts and other slides with very small uh, typeface. We want a, a consistency of the size of the letters throughout the the, uh, the PowerPoint presentation. 
take that into consideration. Also be careful with charts that you don't have a lot of information, a lot of bar charts or text that accompany the charts that are hard to read. Because if it's hard to read, it's going to be hard to also listen to you and understand uh, what you're trying to say. And it probably is going to be difficult for you to even explain it if you've got so much text on the slides. So in general, right, try not to include too much text. Remember that the slides are there to support what, you're, what you want to say. And a lot of the comments that I've been leaving relate to the use of, of headings for your slides. So make sure that each slide has a heading and that the heading represents the main idea or the main point of that particular slide. So what I like to think of it, how I like to think of it is that I use the PowerPoint as a guide of, to what I want to say, almost like note cards, but I also try to make sure that I'm very careful with the type of heading so I can kind of, I can glance down when I'm uh, giving a presentation and uh, see what the main point is and then go into my discussion after having glanced down at that and the audience can do some can do the same thing so what else that's basically it make sure that you have some visuals uh, not a lot of bullet points i would try to avoid bullet points as much as possible have some images it's okay to have some text but try to mix the text with the images so that there is a visual component I think uh, that that can help, and especially when you are comparing and contrasting direct quotes, the use of underlining, maybe even using colors. We saw a good example of that today, um, and uh, just try to make it very clear as to what it is you're comparing and contrasting, especially when it comes to direct quotes where you, you're going to have a lot of text. Remember that you can also use an ellipsis to omit certain words to kind of uh, streamline and bring together just the main components of a particular quote. And that's another uh, technique. Remember that if the uh, participant of your study makes a grammatical mistake when you're uh, during the interview, that you're going to need to correct that if you're going if you're going to include that quote in your presentation. This goes both for your oral defense as well as your written thesis paper. So make sure you use brackets to insert words over the either grammatical mistakes, or perhaps language that you feel that the reader or the audience would be confused about, that it's not, maybe it's vague, maybe it's uh, information that uh, is not stated in the best way, could be confusing for the audience, then that would be another reason why you would want to use brackets to insert your own text, your own wording, or own language within, in that uh, particular quote. All right, so I think I'll stop there for, for now, and I hope this helps. I'll uh, be gathering feedback as, I, as it comes up as needed, and um, if anyone has any questions wants to see or has questions about any of the feedback that we're providing, either in our mock presentation or any comments that are left in your written thesis, let, let us know. I have been recording all of the uh, feedback that we're providing in the mock presentations, and I'm making that available. If you have any questions about how to access those files, uh, let me know. I'm going to keep the files on on uh, on my drive until the end of June, the end of uh, June, June 30th this year, 2019. After which, I will then uh, 
delete all of those files. Okay, so um, they'll be available again all through June. At the end of June, uh, I will remove those. Okay, so I think I'll stop there. I hope this helps. Again, feel free to send me an email. Uh, this has been In the Classroom. My name is Benjamin Stewart at BenjaminLStewart.org, making teaching and learning more transparent.